what we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. That is my poor imitation of a British accent. I can kind of do a cockney. Hello? I don't know if that's actually cockney. So you guys in the Commonwealth be like, cock, Gregory, that's not. Hello, I'm from, I'm, I'm cockney. Hello? I can do a very decent Indian accent. This is probably my best accent. Anyway, in the old days, imitation was the sincerest form of flattery. Now, today, imitation of accents is seen as racist. I remember, I, I remember working with a woman, and this woman told me that if you did impersonations of colonizing countries, it's okay. But if you did impersonations of colonized countries, it's racist. Like uh, these snowflake millennials. Imitations is a serious form of flattery. Either way, today's gonna be kind of a follow up to the episode we did on stop fornicating because of the STDs. And I'm gonna tell you, good luck finding a non fornicating woman. Really, good luck. And the inspiration for this episode, I don't know why this thing keeps going to reverb. The inspiration of this is that I was at a coffee shop and I met this woman who was sitting next to me and we just started chatting. I forgot there was something on her desk that was, that was, I found something interesting and we started chatting and just, you know, nightmare story. She has four kids, two of them were hospitalized for uh, mental health problems, like suicidal ideation. And, uh, you know, I, I always have my Bible out everywhere I go because it's my way to witness and start up conversations with people who want to talk. I don't go up to people with my Bible, but I tend to go to a coffee shop that's very close to a very large uh, non-denominational church. And so it's funny because this should be really a separate episode, but how many people will walk by and they're like all happy. They see that I have a Bible because they think I'm a Bible believer. And then they read it and it says Catholic edition. And that just the, the face change is amazing. Either way, so we're talking, and she was telling me that she is going through a long civil divorce, and I told her, because since I don't fornicate, I have no vested interest to lie to this woman to get into her panties. So I told her, take hey, you know, that's really unfortunate, da, da, da. You know, of course, she did the, the story, go to the episode, right? Narcissistic, controlling, abusive. Of course, this guy was a narcissist and abusive to her and the kids and controlling. So I said, you know, that's really unfortunate, and... She was telling me how this guy, it's been two years that he's protracted out this divorce. And because of that, he hasn't paid any child support. And I said, this is impossible. You know, you have to pay. Because they have temporary orders. He's like, no, he hasn't paid a dime. And I'm like, well, you know, the courts will work this out. And he'll pay back child support. And she says, no, you know, there, there are. And look, there are men who are like this who uh, are very good at the courts. And they find ways to delay, delay, delay so they don't have to pay. But eventually they're probably going to have to pay. Anyway, so I told her, I go, look, you are sacramentally bound. The, 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 the mega churches do have two of the seven valid sacraments, marriage, 
and baptism, unless it's a cult, but baptism. So I told her, it's like, you were married in the eyes of God, so you're going to have to get an annulment to remarry. Now, a lot of non-denominationals don't understand this because their church will remarry people who have been civilly divorced, but they're really contradicting the words of Christ. They really are. Now, if you read... It's mostly in the synoptics. All the synoptics, he talks about this. He doesn't talk about this in John. But in the synoptic, the synoptic Gospels, he talks about that. And he says in the cases of unchastity. Now, how unchastity is defined throughout antiquity, throughout Christian history, is you can divorce in the case of porneia. That was the old Greek term, which is typically translated as to some sort of, of sexual immorality, and 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 alike, but the thing is, you can't remarry. You see this in First Corinthians. You see this in other examples where Paul tells people they can't remarry. So you can't remarry. You can, in the ancient churches, the Orthodox and Catholic teaches too. So, you know, if you're in a, a legitimately abusive relationship, woman to man or man to woman, because we know women do it too, you can separate. No one's telling you, you have to stay in the house and get beaten every day. No, you can separate. You just can't remarry. You see this in the Philippines. They don't have divorce over there, so couples separate, but they just can't remarry. So these mega churches shouldn't be remarrying people because they're contradicting the words of Christ, but of course they do it. So when I tell a mega church woman, you need to get an annulment or file for annulment, you'll probably get it. She's like, I'm not Catholic. It doesn't matter. You still have to file one. Because the, the Catholic Church is the church founded by Jesus Christ, Matthew 16, and you know we don't have time to go on it. So it doesn't really matter what your megachurch pastor says, because from whose authority does he get his authority? He didn't get from Jesus Christ. There's, there's no there's no unbroken line of apostolic succession. This is why we have thousands of denominations where a lot of them contradict themselves, because a guy will read the Bible and interpret it his way. How do you know his way is right? But either way, so these pastors do it because they don't want you to leave the pew, and they want to have this great fellowship. So I told her, because again, I have no interest getting in her panties. And she was relatively cute. I mean, she was 43, but she was attractive still. Gigantic boob job. Gigantic boob job. And I even called it. I was like, hey, did you get that boob job because your husband was cheating on you? Or was it because he was watching too much porn and you wanted to like, fix your body up so you thought he would stop cheating or stop looking up porn? He's like, absolutely right. Yeah, he was cheating on me all the time and it still didn't work. And I mean, her boob job was humongous. So I told her, I go, look, you have to get an annulment before you remarry. Plus, you shouldn't be dating. Translation, you shouldn't be fornicating. So when somebody hears this, even a self-avowed Christian, they don't hear it. Because we're supposed to be in this world, not of this world. And so many Christians have been corrupted by this world. So you could show Christians, and we have an episode here on fornications. It's in the four or five scriptural references that you find, mostly in the epistles. That sexual morality is wrong. Fornication is wrong. Christians will still do it. I mean, look, there's men listening to this right now who call themselves Christians. You know we are Christians by our love, by our love. And they're still, they're still effing around. They're still bumping and dumping. How do you deal with that cognitive dissonance? Now, granted, I understand how you're dealing with that cognitive dissonance because I understand. I did the cognitive dissonance too, of course. Oh, Gregory thinks he's better than everybody because he's no longer born. No, I'm not thinking that. One of the spiritual works of mercy is we have to admonish the sinner. 
And I was admonished, and now I'm admonishing you too. Out of love and charity, not because I don't want you to get the pee. So you tell a, a Christian woman this, and it's going against everything that she learns about her feel-good megachurch, which, you know, their job is to keep you in the pews and tithe you with good fellowship and aw shucks prosperity Bible, which is completely unscriptural, the prosperity gospel. Christ tells you you have to give up everything to follow him. The prosperity gospel is full of sheetrock. But they hear all the, these kind of Confucianist Christian sayings at their megachurch, and then I tell them, yeah, you shouldn't be fornicating, you need to get an annulment, and you, can't, you shouldn't be dating. Plus, you know, she's got four kids. Like I've told you before, like if women really cared about their kids, they wouldn't date until all their kids were 18. But we know that's a laughable lie because women are wired by their need for provisioning and security. So good luck finding a woman who's going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to waste my last years of fertility and youth and wait till I'm 18 today and I'll be 52. You know, kudos to that woman who does it because that's the way you should be doing it. But women aren't going to do that. So look, going back to the main topic here. Good luck finding a woman who's not going to fornicate. Now, a lot of you are like, Gregory, why would I want to find a woman who won't fornicate? Because I want to F it up. I want to tap that. I'm DTF. It's at your own peril. Now, for your kids who are in your 20s, there is a higher rate of girls. There are. I mean, especially if you go to the, the Christian dating sites. And you're looking for a certain type. You know, if you're on these sites and you love the women with the Daisy Duke shorts and the tats and the and the and the, the bustiers and all that, yeah, those girls are gonna are DTF. But there are the girls who dress like, you know, they're the librarians and maybe they're not as cute. And like there's those men who always want to need to be with the hottest woman. When I walk into a room, I gotta be with the hottest woman in the room, you know. Well, good luck. You're gonna have a lot of those those uh, immoral women who are gonna be horrible wives tea break so i would tell you i would tell you you have a better chance in your 20s to find a woman who will not have sex and look you want to have a woman who doesn't have sex because the more sexual partners a woman has the worse it is for her mentally and her rate of divorce and infidelity is higher plus therefore it's worse for you so yes you do if you're interested in marriage yes you want to find women who Agree to what you say and what you should be saying is, hey, I'm into you. We ain't having sex because it's selfish. We're essentially just masturbating inside each other. That's essentially what it is. It's a selfish act. You can't say you truly love another woman if you're causing her to sin. That's what we call as false prophets, causing her to sin. Why are you causing her to sin? For your own gratification. So don't say you love somebody if you're causing them to sin. True true love is selfless. Go to Galatians. Galatians has the, the list of they, the, the works of the flesh and then the works of the spirit. Kindness, humility, patience. You're not exhibiting those if you're encouraging women to have sex. You're really not. So you should be, in my humble opinion, not fornicating. And if a woman wants to fornicate with you, you say, no, I'm not down to that. We're not married sacramentally. Now, I know a lot of you guys are not going to listen to what I'm saying because you're not religious. Or you're too admired in the flesh. Go read Romans. Like Romans 7, 8, 9 really talks about the battle in the body between uh, the flesh and, 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 and the soul and uh, the concept of sin. He really fleshes it out in those middle chapters. But even if you're in a mega church or, you know, the declining 
mainline Presbyterian churches like the Lutherans and, and Methodists and all these things, the women you meet there, you know, are always two, three days away from having sex. This is the world we live in. This is how corrupted we, we are, men and women. We're so corrupted. So even the religious women are DTF. And a lot of you guys know, you go to evangelical mega churches, you go to the dating groups, you know those women are just like the thoughts. A lot of them are repackaged thoughts. So me telling this woman, live a life of chastity, of virtue. St. Paul mentions this in 1 Corinthians. St. Paul mentions this in 1 Timothy as well. Women should be virtuous. And young women who are widowed should remarry and not to stay single. It's mentioned, I think it's in 2 Timothy, his letter to 2 Timothy, where he talks about how there are men out there, false prophet seducers, who go out to vulnerable women. And these vulnerable women, Christian women, will lose their faith because of these men. I mean, how, how, you know, how obviously honest is that? I mean, how many women do you know are relatively good and then they fall for the Casanova? Takes them from the faith. So I'll tell you this. Like, so if you're in your 30s or 40s and you're looking for a woman who's relatively attractive, yeah, the fat women will tell you, or the old women will tell you, yeah, we won't have sex. But the, a relatively attractive woman who has options, and she has a lot of options, tell her, hey, um, we're not having sex, or you shouldn't be having sex, and they're not going to listen to you. And that's the best way to be a chaste monk, to be a God-fearing Doing your best to avoid sin, monk, is to not be dating in the dating market because most of the people you will encounter, most of the women you will encounter in the dating market, Christian sites or non-Christian sites. And of course, there's exceptions. There are unicorns. There are tradcon unicorns for sure. But as a whole, most of the self-identifying Christian women and men are DTF. And that's not good for you or good for your soul. I know you don't want to hear this. And if you don't like this message, post a review. Guys, if you don't like this message or you do like this message, even though you don't like this message because I'm being cruel to be kind, please post an honest review. If you have an Apple product, it only takes you five seconds and it helps the algorithm so we can get this message out to more men. I am the most episoded and reviewed MGTOW channel out there on the pod sphere. There's going to be two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. Donate some money to defray the cost of hosting this on a surfer. That'll make any money off of this. And secondly, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website, where you can see all my articles, recipes, and every podcast from all three feeds are over there. Speaking of the three feeds, please follow or subscribe to them. There's the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember... Freedom is better than Needham. Until next time.